Lamed Zayin Amid Beis, four lines from the bottom. The last word on the line is Bishma, and with that we will begin. Continuing the discussions that we were having previously, Bishma Lamanda Amar, squiggle underline Lamanda Amar, and on the first line on Lamed Chasamad Aleph, right at the end of the line, there's another Lamanda Amar, squiggle underline night. We had two opinions of how to understand the term Moishav. So, Rabbi Eliezer we had and Rabbi Yishmo we had. Bishma Lamanda Amar, this is the Rebbe Eliezer push that we had back on uh, yesterday's shir. That when the Torah uses the term Moishav, I put that in a phrase marking, what it's coming to tell you, what Moishav, when he gave over the written Torah to the Jewish people in the desert, is coming to tell you, Kol makam yoshvim mashma. That whatever the myth is discussing, it's telling you, you keep that wherever you are. Israel, outside of Israel, everywhere. Well, hainu dixiv. We understand when the Pasuk says at the beginning of Sefer Yehoshua, and they ate, this is the Jewish people, already in the land of Israel, they started eating from the produce of the land the day after Pesach, which would be the 16th of Nisan, which would be Pesach uh, We understand that that meant that they ate only after the uh, day after the Korban Pesach, but not before, that's because they had to take care right away, the first year they went into Israel with Yoshua of the uh, Karban Omer, because that's what the term Moshev means. Moshev means anywhere in the world. Alma, a Kroiv Omer, Vehadar, Achayl. That what they had to do was first offer the Karban Omer on the 16th of Nisan, and they could eat the new grain. Kama, Elalamanda Amar, I squiggle underlined here the Laman number. This would be the other approach, Rabbi Yishmael, who says that the term Moshav in the context of Chadash was to tell the Jewish people, La'achar Yerushav Yeshiva, that, oh no, uh, they only after seven years of conquering and seven years of settling, meaning only starting on year 15, does that mitzvah apply, then why did they wait to eat the grain when they went into the land of Israel until the 16th. Nechal Alter, they should eat it immediately, because that mitzvah didn't apply for another uh, 14 years. That's the question. Well, the answer, a very practical answer, is lo havu tzrichi. You know why they didn't eat it if they could? They didn't need to. They had enough food already as provisions from the Midbar. Dixiv. And this answer takes about eight lines to develop. First word on the line is shisha asar, and that's the end of the answer. So there's a pasuk. The pasuk says it's uh, in shmois. Now, even though it's in shmois, um, sections of the chumash, I'm assuming, were written at different times during the 40 years. And this pasuk, although it is in shmois tesayin, probably was written at the end of the 40 years, right at the end. The pasuk says, Ubene Yisrael oichleis excuse me, as Haman, they ate the man, Arbaim Shana, 40 years, Ad Bayam, Ad Eretz Neishavas, until they came to the inhabited land, which sounds like once they were already in the land of Israel. Excuse the interruption. Once they were in the land of Israel, and the Pasuk continues, Es Haman Achlu, they ate the man, Ad Bayam El Ktsei, Eretz Canaan, until they came to the border, before they were actually in the uh, inhabited part of the uh, West Bank 
of the land of Israel. Now, that's the Pasuk, and it seems unclear. You can't say that they were eating the man until they came into uh, Israel, West Bank proper, because the Pasuk says, Elk Seyar's Canaan. They ate it only up until they were at the border. Also, on the other hand, you have Shulaymer Elk Seyar's Canaan. You can't say that they were eating man only up until when they got to the border. Shereik Farnemar, it says, Ad Boyam El Eretz Ha So, how do we understand this? Two stages, A and B. One is describing when the man stepped, stopped falling, the other is describing when the Jewish people concluded eating the man, which is actually a Later date, A, Beshiva Badr on the 7th of Adar, which happens to be Mace Maishu and Maishu Benu died, Pasak Man Milayred. The man which had been falling all those years in the merit of Moses, Moses passed away, the man stopped falling. B, Vahim Mistapkin, Man Shabakleim, they were able to provide themselves with man that was in their, their boxes, their bags, their Tupperware containers. Ad, it lasted, Ad Shisha Sarbanisan for another approximately 40 Days till the 16th of Nisan, which, uh, and then they started eating from the Chadash of the land of Israel that they were already inside of. Period. Tani Idach. We have another Brysa. This Brysa goes for four lines, starts here. Pasuk says, quote, Ubenei Yisrael, Shana. They ate them on 40 years. Okay, that's the same Pasuk we had on the third line. Now, was it really 40 years? For 40 years, if you look at the Psukim, the man only started falling one month after they went into the Midbar, and it seems like they ate it uh, till they went into Israel, which would be um, basically 40 years, but minus a month. That even though the first month, when they from when they left Egypt till the uh, 15th or 16th of ER of that first year, they were uh, they had enough food that they had taken out of uh, Mitzrayim ugois the uh, the cakes the loaves shahitzumi Mitzrayim tamu bahem taman they tasted a bit man like that's the end of the Tanaic source Tanidach we have another brisa this one goes about eighteen lines till first word in the line is yamecha amale and that would be the end of the and this is going to be dealing with uh, the lifetime of Moses. When did Moshe Rabbeinu pass away? And uh, um, and on what date as well did he was he born? So Beshiva Badar Mace Moshe, or Beshiva Badar Noilad. Moshe died on the 7th of Adar, and he was actually born 120 years earlier on the 7th of Adar. Now, how do we know each one of these? Minayan, I put a diamond around this Minayan, and about 9, 10 lines later, first word on line is Moshe, uh, the next word is Minayan, and put a diamond around that Minayan. So here's the first Minayan. Minayan Shiva Beshiva Badar Mace. How do you know Moshe died on the 7th of Adar? Well, let's do a little bit of uh, simple calculation. Shneemar, you have the passage that talks about Moshe dying. It doesn't say what date it was. It says, Vayama Sham Moshe died there. He was the Evan Hashem, Uksiv. There's a passage that continues and says, Vayiv Kubane Yisrael as Moshe. The Jewish people cried for Moses. Ba'arvais Moev in the plains of Moab. How long? I dot underline Shloishim Yoim for 30 days. So whatever day he died, there was 30 days of uh, crying and mourning. Uksiv, and the Pasuk at the beginning of Sefer Yehoshua says, Hashem, after Moses died, Uksiv, another Pasuk says, Moshe Avdi Meis, Ve'atakum Avor, Moshe has passed away. Now you Jewish people, uh, Yehoshua is told, uh, get up and cross that river, go into 
Israel proper, the West Bank, Uksiv, and the Pasuk says that what did Yoshua do? Avru, they were to go through the encampment of the Jewish people and command everyone, lay more, get ready to go in, prepare yourselves, I dot underlined here, in another three days, and he's going to be crossing the Jordan River. So you have, let's see, look, the dot underlines, you have the, you go back three days plus another 30 days. What day are you at, Uksiv? Well, I'll tell you, the day that they crossed was, here's a Pasuk, V'ha'am alumina yardain, Be'asor l'chaydesh arishain. I double underline Be'asor l'chaydesh arishain, the 10th of the first month, so the 10th of Nisan. Okay, well, work backwards now. Semihen, subtract, Shleishin v'shleishiyamim, 33 days, that would be three days that they were preparing to cross over, and the previous 30 days they were mourning for Moses. Halamadet, how this comes to teach, Yishev b'shiva ba'adar, meis Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu died on the 7th of Adar. Kama, uminayin, we had put a diamond around this word minayin, how do we know as well that 120 years earlier, he was born on the same date? Minayin sheb b'shiva ba'adar, no lad Moshe, question mark. Well, shenemar. Pasuk says, at the uh, end of the Chumash, it says, Moses said to them, to the Jewish people, Ben Meyav Esrim Shana Noichi, I'm 120 years old. And then he adds in this word, Hayoim. I underline Hayoim today. Now, obviously, if he's talking to them that day, he's 120 years that day. That word Hayoim, I am unable anymore to uh, go out and go back, whether that was within the reality of Tyra. Um, whatever the shot was there, but he did say today. Now, why, if he's standing in front of them, does he have to say, I'm 120 years old today? Shane Tamalaymer, unnecessary is it for the Pasuk to say, Hayoim? In which case, why did it say, Matamalaymer Hayoim? Milamed, it came to teach, Shakarish Baruchu, Yoishev Umemale. The Lord, so to speak, is uh, up there sitting and filling the Shnoisav Shel Sadikim, the years of the righteous. Exactly to the day of where it should be. Shenem, like the Pasuk says in Shmois, Es Mispar Yamecha Amale. I squiggle and on Amale, and that's the end of the Tanaic source. The numbers of your days, I will fill a full hundred and twenty. Years. So if he passed away on the 7th of Adar, it must have been 120 years earlier on the 7th of Adar he was born. Tanya, we have a, another Brisa. This one goes until the 6th line on Amud Beis. And this one is authored by Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai. Um, Tanya, we box the name Rabbi Shimon Yochai. Rabbi Shimon Yochai Yomer. Now we had the Mishnah that we did yesterday, that the uh, exceptions to uh, the general rule of things that have to do with the land are only uh, myths to be kept in Israel was Orla, Kilayim, and it was at least an opinion that said also Chadash. So it says Shem Yochai, Shalosh Mitzvahs, three commandments in Stav Yisrael, the Jewish people were commanded by Knisas and Aretz, just as about that they were uh, going into the uh, the land. Um, now, what do I mean by Knisas and Aretz is going to the land? Because these are agricultural based and they obviously weren't planting anything or harvesting anything, the years in the Midbar, and they apply, unlike most agricultural-based mitzvahs, these three apply, ben ba'aretz, ben ba'chutz whether in Israel, whether outside of Israel. And the truth is, it kind of makes sense that they should. And here's why, uh, either because of the Pasuk or because of the Durabanans. Colon. Umach I... 
underlined chadash, which was, at least according to some opinions, the one that was added, she'ein isurai isra'olam. Chadash, it doesn't have an iser olam. Basically, it's up until the 16th of Nisan. Okay? Ve'ein isurai iser hana. Also, even before the 16th of Nisan, it's not usher to get benefit from, from chadash. You could actually harvest the grain a little bit early, maybe when it's a little bit green, and then feed it to animals. That's totally fine. And also, yesh heter le'isurai, even on the 16th of Nisan itself, um, once the Omer is brought, on the same 16th of Nisan, it could be totally permissible. And we know that mitzvah of chadash is noyeg ben baris ben bechotzaris, it applies everywhere in the world. Then the other two, kama kilayim, which I underline, she'isur nisraelam, once something is kilayim, like if you plant, I don't know, a grape seed, and a wheat seed together, it's always asr. Ve'asur and isr hana, and it's asr also even to get benefit from. Ve'ein heterlisur, and there's no way that it could ever become permissible. Einoidin, not all the more so, for uh, kilayim. Sheinoig, that it should apply, or sheyanhigu, they should apply it. They should keep it. Ben baris, ben bechutzars. Ve'huadin, and the truth is, I underlined here, la'arla. So we have chadash underlined, five lines ago. Kilayim, two lines ago. And arla now. It has two of those three features. It's Asr Bahana, Arla that is. Um, there's no heter when it is Asr. The truth is, though, the third point, it's not an Israelim, because just come back to that apple tree after the three years, and no longer is the fruit Arla. Um, okay, that's Rav Shimon Yochai. Rabbi Lezber Rav Shimon, who we boxed, who would be uh, Rav Shimon Yochai's son, Rabbi Lezber Rav Shimon, Aimer, Kol Mitzvah Shenitztavu Yisrael. Any Commandment, the Jewish people were commanded, kaidem, I underline the word kaidem. Two lines later, first word aligned is la'achar, I also underline the word la'achar. So, back to the first line. Any mitzvah the Jewish people were commanded to start practicing before they went into the land of Israel. Uh, no no heges, those apply, ben baris, ben bechutzlaretz. Those would be all non-agricultural, like land-based uh, mitzvahs. Kama. However, um, the things we had called like a chovas ha'aretz, the types of mitzvahs they were commanded to keep after they went into the land of Israel, those only apply in Israel. Chutz, and I squiggle under the word chutz, there's two exceptions that Rebbe Lassar Shimon brings. Number one, hashmatas ksafim, and number two, shiluach avadim. Hashmatas ksafim, is loans that uh, were given out, comes the Shemitah year, and if it's not paid back, the loan goes free. And Shiluah uh, Chavadim is the uh, going uh, free of the slaves. Those two, Sha'afal P, even though Shinitztavolem, Lachnisas, and Laaretz, those only, obviously, they're both Shemitah related, they only started after the Jewish people went into the land of Israel. Yet, even with that, no Heges, Ben Bars, Ben Bachutz, they apply everywhere in the world. Okay, that's the end of this next source. Uh, so two points that we, or two issues that we hadn't really dealt with, Hashemotas Ksafim and Shiloh Havadim. Hashemotas Ksafim, I put that in right angles, okay, that was one of them. We say once, Hashemotas Ksafim, that's not a uh, agricultural uh, mitzvah. Chovas Haguf he, that's uh, a responsibility on, on the person, it doesn't have, to have anything to do Directly with the, uh, directly with the land. Well, loinitzra'ela lekedisanya. Truth is, that's correct. But we need it for that which is brought out in the following brisa. Brisa goes for five lines exactly. I boxed it off, and it is um, the opinion of Rebbe. I underline Rebbe. Rebbe Rebbe Yudanasi. You have a pasuk. 
regarding Shmita. And it says, Zedavar Hashmita Shmoit. That double lush, and this is the matter of Shmita. You should Shmoit. This is the matter of the release. Really, what's that? Beshte Shmita Isakasamadabra. The Pasuk is referring to two Shmitas that are connected. There's Shmita's Karka. That's once every seven years. The land lays fallow. That's what we know as the Shmita year. The other one, Va'acha Shmita's Ksafim. Oh, so we do have a connection of Shmita's Ksafim to a land based mitzvah. Kama. Bizman. I dot underline the word Bizman. At a time, Shatamishamid Karka, when uh, Shmita is applying and you uh, keep the laws of Shmita. In Israel, that's also when you have to keep the laws of uh, releasing loans that the Shemitah year has come and gone and haven't been paid back. But when you are not um, releasing the land, um, like when the Jewish people were in the Midbar originally for the 40 years, or maybe when they were all exiled out of the land of Israel, you also don't have a release of loans. Okay, that is the end of the Tanaic source. Now, um, the way that it was learned in the Tanaic source was at a time that Shemitah Karka applies, Shemitah Ksafim also applies. The Gemara now asks, why did you have the Limud that way? Ve'ema, why not say, Be'makim, I don't know, Be'makim, it's not so much the time, but rather, if you're in the place, Be'makim, if you're in a place, like if you're in Israel, Shatam and Shamei Karka, where once every seven years, seven years you have the land go free. So loans in Israel go free then also. But if you're in, let's say, London or New York, where there is no Shemitah's Karka, maybe we should say, even at a time where in Israel it applies, maybe in Chutzars, why not say that? Well, because the Pasuk itself precludes that as being a possibility. The Pasuk has an extra phrase, call out, um, freedom or emancipation or release for the Lord, which is not limited to Israel or any specific place. Rather, Mikol Malkim, it's anywhere, anytime, any place. The second issue which was mentioned um, on the fourth line of this Amud was Shiloh Havadim, the slaves going free. Well, Chayvas Haguf, he, again, that, that's wonderful, but if a person owns a slave and the slave goes free, that has to do not with the land directly, but it's a that's the person has a chiv to release their slave. Well, says the Gemara, it's not so pasha. I might have thought to say, the pasuk does say in the context of the letting the slaves go free, call out freedom and liberty in the land. In where? In the land, right? I would have thought to say, in, in the land, like in Israel, yes, that applies, but but outside, the land of Israel, no. To that, the Pasuk has an extra phrase, says, Yovel he, it is the Jubilee, which indicates, Mikol Malkim. In other words, everywhere it would apply. Okay, well then, why in the world did the first Pasuk say, Ba'aretz, Imkain, Matamalimar Ba'aretz? Oh, you know why? To tell you, just like we had seen in the Brisa about eight, nine lines ago, Bizman, only at a time in history, Shahadra Noyeg Ba'aretz, that emancipation of the slaves, freeing of the slaves applies in Israel. Noyeg Bechusaretz, it applies also in London and New York. Ein Dror Noyeg Ba'aretz, but if for whatever reason it doesn't apply in Israel, Ein Noyeg Bechusaretz, it also doesn't apply in Chutzaretz. Period. It's not awesome. We have a Mishnah in Mesech Sarla, it goes almost two lines. 
and it is going again to uh, compare and contrast those three issues which were mentioned in the Mishnah, Chadash, Orla, and Kilayim as applying um, possibly all of them, or at least most of them, even in Chutzlars. Hachadash, which I underlined, starts the uh, Mishnah, the third parak, uh, ninth Mishnah in Mesechus Arla, Asr Min HaTayra. And we've, we've seen the Psukim, but Chadash uh, is Asr Min HaTayra, Bechom um, everywhere, whether that is uh, in Israel or in Chutzlars. Arla, which I underline, is a Halacha, okay, uh, Arla is... We say halacha. We'll clarify what that term means exactly. And kilayim, which I underline, midi vreisayfrim, is of rabbinical origin that you uh, keep it even uh, in chutzlars. That's the end of the snake source. My halacha. So when we said orla is halacha, what does that term mean? Two approaches. Rav Yehudu, who I circled here, and one line later, I circled Ula. Amar Rav Yehudu, and I underline Shmuel, Hilchasa Medina. What it means is. Hilchasa Medina, we'll call that maybe a, a regional halacha, they applied it to themselves in Chazars. They felt that they should keep it, and they decided to keep it. Ula uh, views it as being more, um, maybe, uh, ancient. Ula, who we circled Amar Rabbi Yochanan, halacha l'mayshe misinai. That no, it's actually all the way back that it should be kept in Chazars from uh, a tradition all the way back uh, from Moshe Rabbeinu. Okay. That's the Ula, and the Rav Yehuda approach. Now, Ula asks Rav Yehuda, and I put a long question marking in the margin going down to the second line on Lama Tesamad Aleph. Um, why is that? So it says Ula to Rav Yehuda, Bish Lamai, squeal underline the Bishlama. And on the bottom line, right before the end of it, uh, the, right before the line ends, it has the word Ella, I squiggle underline the Ella. So we're going to hear a Bishlama and an Ella. Here's the Bishlama. So again, it says Ula to Rav Yehuda. Bishma ladidi, according to me, da'amina that I say, what does the term halacha mean? It means halacha l'mayshe misinai, and therefore the issue of arla and chutzlars versus the issue of kilayim and chutzlars are of a different nature. Hainu dishanilan, that's why we make a distinction, bain safek arla, when you have a situation of, well, we're not sure, is it orla, is it not orla? Uh, you have, a let's say, a orchard, and there's some trees that are two years old and some trees that are four years old, and you don't know where that fruit came from, that's safek arla, or safek kilayim. You have some things that were mixed, species that were planted, and some that were not. In either case, why would there be a distinction? Now, if what uh, halacha in the Mishnah means is halacha Moshe Misina, we understand that there would be a distinction in halacha. Now, I started a brackets before the word ditznan, and I essentially bracketed off these six lines until right before the Ella. We have that Ellis quick underline. Let's close the brackets. It's really a bracketed section. I'm, I'm actually going to skip the bracketed section. The bracketed section is the background. Let's just read the question again. So it says, Ulder Rav Yehuda, Bishlam al-Ladidi, it makes sense according to the way I explained that I said halacha means halacha mashim isinai, hainu deshani. That's why we have a distinction in the case of Suffolk Arla versus Suffolk Kilaim. Ella, skipping the brackets, Ladidcha, according to you, Nisni, it should teach in what we'll see in the brackets momentarily. Consistently, either Zevezeh, Yered, Veloiket, in both cases, he can go down and Loikeach and purchase, or it should say in both cases, Zevezeh, Yered, Veloiket, he can go down to the field and actually pick it himself, and it doesn't. Now, what is that talking about? Let's go back in the brackets. We're going to bring a, um, a Mishnah from Masechus Arla and uh, a Mishnah dealing with uh, uh, Kilayim. So, Ditznan. 
here's the uh, quote of the Mishnah goes for just over, um, just over uh, two lines. Suffolk Arla, I put a diamond around Suffolk Arla. And three lines later, you'll see Kerem, I put a diamond around Kerem. So we're going to compare and contrast these two. If you have a case of Suffolk Arla, it depends. Are you in Israel? Are you kind of like in Israel? Or you're in Chutzars? If you're a case of Suffolk Arla, Ba'aretz, and you are in Israel, then Aser. It is forbidden because it's a Suffolk. And uh, I don't know, is that uh, fruit, the two-year-old fruit, is that the four-year-old fruit? So therefore it would be Aser. Besuria, Surya is the land in northern Israel. It wasn't conquered by the whole Jewish people, for the whole Jewish people it was conquered by David at a certain time. So it has sort of quasi-Israel status on certain issues. Uh, there it would be um, Mutter, uh, the case of Aretz. And finally, if you're uh, outside of Israel, let's say in London, Yored Veloikeach, I boxed those two words, Yored Veloikeach, and I put an extra underline under the Lokeach. You can go down, you, Mr. Jew, can go down uh, and purchase from the Gentile, from their um, orchards that have uh, some uh, trees are two years, uh, three years, four years, Ubilvad Shalayirena locate, and I dot underline Shalayirena locate as long as the Jew doesn't see the Gentile um, picking, uh, obviously then because you would see that there was picking some of the things from the uh, Orla tree. Okay, that's when it comes to Orla. Vilugabe Kilayim Tznan, we have a very similar Mishnah. Um, however, this one is dealing with the issue of Kilayim and uh, where the issue uh, pops up. So Kerem, we already put a diamond on Kerem. This Tanaic source goes for about three lines, starts here. Kerem Hanatua Yerek. Let's say you have a vineyard which is also planted with some sort of forbidden uh, species. Um, the Yerek Nimkar Chutzala. And they're selling some of those uh, Yereks outside of the uh, vineyard. And you're concerned, maybe that which you're selling is from the stuff that grew together. Well, it depends. Where are you? Colon. Baaretz, underline Baaretz. If you are in Israel, it would be Aser, because it's a suffix of uh, Kilai Kerem. Besuria, if you're in that area north of Israel, conquered by David, which has quasi Israel status, underline Besuria, it would be Mutter. Bechutzalaaretz, uh, if you're totally outside of Israel, as so you're in the Ukraine, underline Bechutzalaaretz. And I box these two words, they're very similar, but different, Yored Velocate, you can actually have the Gentile go down and pick from the Kilayim itself and sell it to the religious Jew, as long as the religious Jew himself doesn't actively, like himself, go and pick it. Now, if it was really true, like what Rav Yehuda had said, that Arla and Chutzlaretz is a divrei seifrim and not a halacha, then why are we more machmir and suffolk Arla, then we are at Suffolk Kilayim. Let's read the end of the question now. Eladidcha continues Ula um, Rav Yehuda Nisni, both of the cases, the case of Suffolk Arla and the case of Suffolk Kilaya Kerem, should either both be, there should be consistency, either Zevezeyord Velokeach or Zevezeyord Velokate. Well, answers the Gemara. Now it's interesting. This was. Ula speaking to Rav Yehuda. If we look back about 10 lines from the bottom of the previous Amud, Rav Yehuda is quoting Shmuel, and it's actually Shmuel who comes to answer this issue. Ha'amar le Shmuel, Rav Shmuel told Ravanan actually, Tani, you know what? Those two Tanaic sources should either both teach, oh, Zevezeh, two words in right angles, Yorid Velokeach, or 
or both of them should say yard velokin. In other words, there should be a consistency. Kama. Marbare de Ravna, who I underlined, Masnile Lakula, he taught both of those in a more makal way. Zevezet, both of them, Yord Vilokate, Ubavad Shalyilkait Biyad, that the Gentile can go down and actually pick from those uh, things that you might be questionable as long as the Jew doesn't do it himself. Uh, period. And we'll continue a little bit more uh, with this. Uh, Topic, Mitzvah Shem, next year. Adkan.